ஹம்துல்லாஹிமதுஹுனஸ்தஹிமுஹுனஸ்தஹிருஹுவனுஹுவனுஹுவனுஹுவனுஹுவனுஹுவனுஹுவனுஹுவனுஹுவனுஹு
رضی اللہ تعالی عنہ سو وہ حضرت نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم is resting that is the hujra the chamber of حضرت عائشہ رضی اللہ تعالی عنہ in Madinat al-Munawwara the Mu'arrikheen say that they were two most experienced grave diggers grave diggers MashaAllah and that is again great khidmah even today if you go to Jannatul Baqi you will see men who are very experienced in this and not young quite old in age and it is their responsibility to dig up the graves in Islam we have the two methods of digging up the grave one is the straightforward one straight down and the other one is known as the lahad and in Urdu it is known as baghli shakal kabar when the hole is dug then right on right at the end there is again another small chamber that is there just enough for the mayyad to slip in and again then it is covered with any other material be it clay or whatever that is also uh, masnoon in Islam and Hazrat Abu Talha radiallahu ta'ala an was a professional in in digging up graves which are known as Lahdiyya and Hazrat Ubaidat ibn Jarrah Galiban it was him who was a specialist in the other style of the grave Hazrat ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala an says that I had sent someone for both of them and I prayed that whoever comes first insha'allahu ta'ala he will have the choice to dig the grave of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and I say that with great respect though they are most there are other words in the Urdu language or also in the Arabic language that are suitable when it comes to the description of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam nevertheless it was not Hazrat Abu Ubaidat ibn al-Jarrah it was Hazrat Abu Talha radiyallahu ta'ala and he came and he dug up the grave of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed away and Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam's age was 63 close to him his partner Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq his companion Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala and because it was the room of Hazrat Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha when Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala anhu passed away straight away Hazrat Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha had already reserved an area for the father and this was done without any form of ikhtilaf none of the companions would have any ikhtilaf in that decision because of the lofty status that Hazrat Amir al-Mu'mineen Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala anha and the grave, the cover of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq is not parallel to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because none can come close to the status of Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the Imam is Imam and he is always in the front and Huzur alayhi salatu wa sallam is the Imam Imam al-Awwaleen wal-Akhireen Sayyid al-Awwaleen wal-Akhireen that is why approximately one cubic behind Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam another grave was dug up and again in the same sequence this grave was also al-Lahad and it was dug up and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala 
was put down to rest in that area. It is said that the head of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an comes to the shoulders of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam very very close to Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam very close the reason for that the Muqarrikheen have also said that the chamber the room of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was very very small we have that very famous riwayat when Absalallahu alayhi wasallam would perform tahajjud. Many times he would have to nudge Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and she would understand that now Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam is in sujood. And she would improvise and then move on one side to let Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam make sajda with ease. So the room was very very small. So that was the area given to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala Then came the time of the imarat given to Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala again, Wallahi lazeem, my respected brothers, if we touch on the seerah of Sayyidina Umar Farooq, one can continue not for months, for years, for years of his contribution. Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala an's dua, many dua he made, mashallah. But one of his dua which is recorded in the Sahih of Imam Bukhari rahmatullah alayhi, he would lift up his hands and say, Ya Allah, give me death in the city of your beloved Prophet. Let me die in Madinatul Munawwara. But with this dua, he also mentioned in the state of shahadat. The, the position of shahadat, a shaheed, that darja of shaheed should also be given to me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted his dua. The brothers remember that when Abu was on one of the mountains in Madinatul Munawwara, uh, and Abu said to Hira, Alaykum bis sakina, why are you shaking? Quaking, Subhanallah, who can defy that that moment which is described in the Quran when Allah says, "Iza zulzilatil ardu zilzala," when the earth will be shaken up in its full force, "Wakhrajatil ardu afqalah," it will throw out its burden out, boj bahir. "Waqalil insanu malaha." Insan will say, what has happened to this earth? And the earth will speak out at that time. In Iran, completely wiped out, one shot, 40,000, 50,000 people, completely flat. Subhanallah. This is Ibrat. This is Ibrat for the people. Who can reject? What Allah has mentioned in the Quran is a shamsu kubirat, or is a nujumun kadarat. Everything will crumble away. Everything is flattened. That is why when the kuffar were talking amongst each other and saying, "Do you think the day of Qiyamah will come?" And Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, this ayat karima was revealed. Amma yatasaalun anil nabil azim aladhihum fihi muhtalifun. They make ikhtilaf on the day of Qiyamah. 
They make ikhtilaf on the day of qiyamah. Kalla sayalamun. Thumma kalla sayalamun. Alam naj'alil arda mihada. This beautiful carpet. Earth. Subhanallah. And this is ibrat, my respected brothers. Today, our dastarkhan, the food, the variety of food that we eat, we waste, subhanallah, so many things of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rice, rice ko phank diya. Boti, gosht, usko phank diya. Pani, usko phank diya. Subhanallah. And you look in Iran where this earthquake has taken place. No food, no nothing. Subhanallah. We, we must make qadr of all the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. So it was Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala and he made dua that shahadat, uh, that status of being a shaheed. Allah must bless him with this uh, title. And Allah accepted his dua. It is said that early in the early hours of the morning when Hazrat Umar Farooq was preparing for his Fajr Salah Abu Lu'lu who was not a Muslim he was the slave of Hazrat uh, Mughaira bin Sha'bah and he was hiding behind the Mehrab there was no Mehrab where Hazrat Umar Farooq would stand and perform his Salah it was dark and Hazrat Umar Farooq was there and he came with this two-sided blade, sharp, prepared. And he was very skillful. And he was waiting for the right moment. And Hazrat Umar Farooq, when he says, Allahu Akbar, that is the time he struck a blow at Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala an. And injury was caused all over the face. In fact, the forehead split open. And Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala fell unconscious. Allahu Akbar. And even uh, falling unconscious, uh, subhanAllah, what are his words? He says, lift me up, lift me up. Lift me up, I have to perform salah. Lift me up quickly, let me perform my salah. This was the importance of every rule, be it sunnah, be it mustahab, be it farz, the companions are there shocked. What has happened? Amirul Mu'minin Umar Farooq on the floor. The sufuf has broken, everyone is there. And he's there saying, Don't touch me, don't touch me. Pray your salat, kaza ho jai. He says, What will happen to me? Nothing. Your, your namaz, you must not miss out from your salat. Subhanallah. And they lifted him up. That Hazrat Umar Farooq had no strength. And he lived for a few days. But the blow he took was so severe and so deep that that was the cause of his death. And this was the honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him also. Shahadat was given to him and also his wish that death should come to him in the city of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when he took that blow, some of the close companions that were there, Hazrat Umar Farooq called one of the companions close and whispered to him in the ear, Tell me, tell me, who is the one who did this to me? And after finding out, they said, Hazrat, it is Abu Lu'lu, the slave of Mughaira bin Shu'aba, 
and he said alhamdulillah what did he say alhamdulillah that it is not a muslim that did this to me but a non-muslim a kafir who did this to me it would have given me a lot of pain if it was a muslim who did that or kisi ki kismat hi phuti hui ho ke hazrat umar farooq ki tarah jari insaan ko koi chhuye wala hawla wala quwwata illa billahi alali and during that period of time his son again one of the great muhaddith of the time hazrat abdullah ibn umar radiyallahu ta'ala one of the main narrators of the hadith hazrat umar farooq would call him and said look do me a favor go to ummahat al-mu'minin umm al-mu'minin aisha and tell her i wish to to rest with my companion abu bakr siddiq and hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam when abdullah ibn umar radiyallahu ta'ala came hazrat aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha said to him that i had reserved this one place for myself but there is no one more worthy for this place than amir al-mu'minin hazrat umar farooq radiyallahu ta'ala the taqwa of hazrat umar farooq was such that even when hazrat abdullah came to him and said father permission has been given to you he said to the son that maybe because i am an amir maybe that oh that fear is there of umar farooq maybe she is even shy to say no to me do me a favor my son when my ruh comes out departs from this body go again and ask hazrat aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha that is she still of the same opinion and if she says yes then bury me with hazrat abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala hazrat aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha would cry and weep and then later on she said that when i die make sure you don't bury me in the chamber in the area where hazrat abu bakr siddiq and hazrat umar farooq are resting bury me with the other wives of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in jannatul baqi' in jannatul baqi' that was her wasiyah nevertheless when hazrat umar farooq radiyallahu ta'ala and passed away subhanallah that last third place that was there in the hujra of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was given to him and we talk about this ikhtilaf ma'allah that hazrat ali radiyallahu ta'ala an had with hazrat umar farooq and hazrat ali radiyallahu ta'ala an had with hazrat abu bakr siddiq and there was this ikhtilaf of hazrat uthman with hazrat ali these are the munafiqeen who say that these are the munafiqeen Hazrat Ibn Abbas radiyallahu ta'ala an says that when Hazrat Umar Farooq passed away the body of Hazrat Umar Farooq was in front of us all the companions had surrounded the body of Hazrat Umar Farooq radiyallahu ta'ala an and Hazrat Ali was there Ibn Abbas says radiyallahu ta'ala an that he was crying and I came close to Hazrat, Hazrat Ali radiyallahu ta'ala an Hazrat Ali radiyallahu ta'ala an was making a dua something to the effect that oh allah nothing stops me from coming to you nothing stops me from coming to you but only if you bless me with those deeds that you had given the tawfiq the ability to to carry out which uh, became the the good deeds of hazrat umar farooq radiyallahu ta'ala an if i am in that position then i would be prepared to come to you even now they would envy the a'mal of hazrat umar farooq radiyallahu ta'ala 
This was his darja, envy, subhanallah. The amal of Hazrat Umar Farooq. And he cried and he said that I remember all the time when even if Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and Hazrat Umar Farooq were not present in front of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam would remember them. Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam would say with regarding to some matter that yes, I, Muhammad Mustafa, have faith in this, believe in this, also Abu Bakr and also Umar Farooq. But yet they were not there. Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam would account for them even if they were not in front of him. He would say, I believe in it, so Abu Bakr Siddiq believes in it, and also that Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala believes in it. This was the love that Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam had for both of them, and that is why, alhamdulillah, it is a great honor for us that we are of the maslak of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us death in that condition. In this Sahih al MashaAllah, Tartib, that uh, we love all the companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He said that there is no other person that deserves to be close to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam but Siddiq Akbar and Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala. This is again uh, a brief history with regards to the Rosa of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But I want to go a bit more deep into the subject of exactly uh, how uh, the Rosa of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam uh, looks like. Inshallah, if brothers can uh, just bear with me. So, it's on this side, it's on this side. That's One mas'ala is that the cover of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was very very basic, very very simple. When we go to the maqbara now, we have a lot of people who like to decorate the covers and a lot of things. I don't think that is jayiz. It should be simple, the name, information, birth, everything should be there. And that is enough. Some form of mark to indicate that someone is resting here. That is the tasdeeb. Like when you see, that like if brothers have been to Jannat al-Baqi, the cover is very, very simple. They don't have a name there because one of the tasdeebs of Medina al-Munawwara is that anyone who comes there, and if death comes to him in that city, and mashallah, this honor is given to him that he is put to rest in, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give Jazayah Khair to the Saudi authority <laughs> At least that, that much of a favor they do to us so A lot of our Buzrugani deen, shiyukh are still resting there Hazrat Qasim bin Muhammad bin Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala and says that in the early days I went to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and said to her that I want to come into the hujra and greet Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Brothers must remember that Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and, and the two companions are resting on the northern section of the hujra, the chamber of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. And Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha would live 
on the southern side of her hujra and there was no screen or any form of partition when Huzur alayhi salatu was there and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq she would say clearly that it is my husband and my father but when Hazrat Umar Farooq came straight away immediately she did not rest until the companions came mashallah they formed a partition complete partition so that there is a separate barrier for Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and also if she had to go in, into the area where Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam is resting it's through uh, an, another route this was done during the time of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha it is said the Mu'adzikhin have said when the people were digging up the grave of Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala the physique and the height of Hazrat Umar Farooq was such that the legs were coming out from the chamber of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala the leg, from the eastern side the legs were coming out that is why Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha had covered uh, it by a screen whatever it may be properly from the front side and also from the eastern side because of, of the, the height of Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala Hazrat Qasim bin Muhammad bin Abu Bakr says that when I saw the grave of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it was very very simple no solid material was used, no like cement or, or some form of bricks, nothing it was just plain simple dust and that is mustahab the amount of uh, dust or whatever it, whatever it may be that you take out it is mustahab to return the same amount in there we have nowadays uh, Marana Dawood Saab again we, we were talking about it recently on the subject of how kafan uh, dafan should be done and he said that I've seen people now what they do is uh, when the mayyit is carried to the area where they have to bury him or her what happens is that you have a man in the front and he lifts up the mayyit putting the pressure on the head and there's one also behind and that is not the right tertib the tertib is that it should be on the shoulder that is fine you don't lift up someone like that and that is not ihtaram of the mayyit Allama Samhawi rahmatullah alayhi in the year 878 Hijri he gives an uh, eyewitness account he says that when I saw the the Rosa of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam it was not very high up in fact it was slightly lifted up from the ground equivalent to one span only <laughs> one span and that is how it should be we should not have all these fancy coverings on top and again if we have that we are opening the doors of bid'ah we are opening the doors of bid'ah so we have to be extremely careful when it comes to the hujra of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam this here is the the outside metal casing which is a see-through casing the main rosa of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is inside before we go into this explanation we'll just go uh, talk about the metal casing that is there outside uh, the, the hujrah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam the first man to put this covering this casing in and around 
the chamber, the rose of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was Shah Sultan Ruknuddin in the year 668 Hijri. Sultan Ruknuddin. And at that time everything was made out of wood. And the second person again was by Shah Zainuddin in the year 694 Hijri. And later on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give Jazai Khair to Sultan Shah Qutaybai and the Egyptians that were there. He has done a lot for Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the year 888 Hijri, he is the first one to uh, put metal as a covering and a casing for the hujrah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which in the Arabic language is known as Al-Maqsura. What is it known as? Al-Maqsura. It is see-through. And until today, Alhamdulillah, more than 600 years, what we see today is the work of this great king, Sultan Shah Qutaybai, Rahmatullah Ali. Even the Saudi government has not done anything to that. Even the Ottoman Empire, when the Turks were ruling, they haven't touched anything of that. That is the original part for security. Uh, it's, it's all metal, strong metal. But it is see-through. Going back into the hujra of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And there are four doors to it. Four doors to it. One is exactly where we give salatu wassalam to huzur alayhi salatu wassalam. When we come from Babu Salam and come out from the other exit, if, if you notice, there is one small door just there when you stand to send salam. It might be difficult for you. Abid, is it okay? Make sure the safety of Hazrat Musa is important. No, leave it, leave it down. And when we give salam here, there is one door here. That door again is sealed. Normally, what happens, you have uh, a lot of the police people standing in this area when you are giving salam. But if you notice, there is a small door. And this door is known as Babu Tawbah. Babu Tawbah. And it was given a gift by Sultan Ahmed Awal Uthmani in the year uh, 1026 Hijri. This was a gift given to the Rosa of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by that king. And then we have another door here, which is known as Babe Wufud. So if you open this door, one has entry to go inside. And another door is about here approximately. And the fourth door is known as Babe Fatima, on the eastern side of Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And this door is very, very important. The rest of the doors have been sealed up permanently. There is no entry, it is locked up. The only entry and exit is through the door of Babe Fatima. So if an honorable person comes to give Salatu Wasalam to Huzur Alayhi Salatu Wasalam, some king, president of any Muslim country or some scholars, shuyukh, if they come, usually what happens, this door opens up for them and they enter from Babe Fatima inside and they can walk as far up to the main section, the main chamber, the five-sided wall, which is known as Al-Ha'iz Al-Ha'iz Muhammasa. Al-Ha'iz Muhammasa. 
So basically they can go in and out until this area. And that is why a lot of brothers who have the strength to look through uh, the, the case, the covering that is there, you will notice that there is also a cloth like behind that is like a cover. Like we have a ghilaf of Kaaba, you also have another ghilaf that is covering that part of the wall. Now that ghilaf is covering this section of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, where Abu sallallahu alayhi wasalam is resting. The hujra itself, the rosa itself is this section. Absolutely here. Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam is resting here. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq is here. Hazrat Umar Farooq radiyallahu ta'ala is here. And in this area, this space is reserved for Hazrat, Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. And this was well known uh, with the companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The Muhammasa, this wall, again, was first built by Hazrat Umar bin Abdulaziz radiallahu ta'ala an in the year 91 Hijri. In the year 91 Hijri. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give him jazaya khair. One thing brothers must remember that with these five-sided wall, the Mu'arrikheen have said that from this, from this side to this side it is about 16 meters from south to north, east to west, from this side to this side it is about 15, 15 meters, on this side is 16 meters. Hazrat Umar bin Abdulaziz radiallahu ta'ala is the first one to, to build the walls around the Rosa, around the area where Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam is resting. There are no doors to it, no windows to it, there is no entry to it, it is completely sealed. So no one basically has any view of the cover itself. After doing tahqiq in the websites, uh, there are some pictures that are there given and that show that this is the uh, Rosa and the cover of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. Majority of the contemporary scholars say this is false, it's not right. Nobody has gone in that area where Absalallahu alayhi wasallam is resting. The only access to the Rosa and to the area where Absalallahu alayhi wasallam and where the companions are resting is that on the top section of the wall near the rooftop there is a hole there. Surakh has Surakh and that is the only access that a person can see the, the Qabr Mubarak of Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Some of the Mu'arikhin have said that with the dome there is another hole and sunlight goes through. Wallahu Ta'ala Alam. But after studying the, the history Kitab, that is uh, the only one uh, area of access where one can have if he is to see something. And nobody has been given that opportunity uh, to see the area. In fact, I think the lucky one was Allama Barzanji Rahmatullah Ali. Allama Barzanji Rahmatullah Ali in the year 1296 Hijri with Shaykh al Haram, he was the only one to climb up the roof of where Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is resting and to see from that hole 
that area where Absalallahu alayhi wasallam is resting, even he says that he could not view the the exact scene of how everything looked like because there was again another material that was put on top. So it was not clear for him. Some of the Buzurganideen who have seen in the early days who have been uh, no doubt that they say that the minute you enter into the maqsura and come close here the fragrance that comes out it is something that one has never ever experienced and this is the call of all the shuyukh of all the buzrugani deen that have been there so when we talk about uh, those who are responsible to look after the hujra when they go inside and when they clean basically what happens is that they enter from Babi Fatima and, as, and they go as far as this area perhaps when Imam Mahdi radiallahu ta'ala uncomes okay, shall I put it down? and when Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam comes only at that time one of the walls here, the five-sided walls, will have to be opened up. And very close to Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala in this area, the empty space that is there, Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam will be buried. Hazrat Umar bin Abdul Aziz radiallahu ta'ala is a question mark that why five-sided wall? Why is it muhammas? Why not four? Why not four? There is a square wall inside a four-sided wall but the outside is a five-sided wall Hazrat Umar bin Abdul Aziz radiallahu ta'ala and did not want to give it the face of a Kaaba in case people start to do tawaf in case people start to prostrate in case people start to make su- sujood in that area so instead of it being four-sided Hazrat Umar bin Abdul Aziz radiallahu ta'ala and with the firasat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him he made this area, the walls, a five-sided wall. There have been some of the shuyukh in the olden times when this wall was not there, or perhaps this wall was there and there was an entry. There was an entry by one of the walls, Wallahu A'lam. But right now, the, the historians of Medina to Munawwara say that there is no exit entry to the Rawza itself and that is clear except for that one hole Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give jazai khair to Sultan Nasiruddin uh, Nasiruddin who was again a very very great Buzrul Allah wala and the khidmat that he did is that like how there is a covering on the top side where of the hujra of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam what he did is that he dug a hole covering the rosa of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam all around and put strong metal sheets inside so what happens is that the, the rosa is sealed from the top and also from the from underground it is completely sealed why there were those who were the enemy of not just Islam but the enemies of Ma'adullah, Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een and who have no respect for Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in history, in the past history uh, there have been cases inshallah we haven't got time uh, 
maybe in the next session we will talk about that a lot of events have taken place when tunnels have been made from outside Medina, outside the masjid in Madinatul Munawwara to go into the Rosa of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and some have come very very close and that is why Sultan Nasiruddin Zangi rahmatullah alayhi what he did is that he has sealed the Rosa sallallahu alayhi wasallam's Rosa is completely sealed from the from the top and also from the bottom so there is no way also anyone can go from under the ground and can penetrate those uh, strong metal sheets that the khidma he has done in his time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give him jazai khair wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen just before we end the session I just want to read in front of you some of the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with regards to the coming of Isa alayhi salatu wasalam especially in the times that we live in Qadiani is around us and they are very strong in their mission Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says Qala Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Yanzilu Isa ibn Maryam ilal arab Isa alayhi salatu wasalam will come down to earth Fayatazawwaj he will marry وَيُولَدُ لَهُ He will have children وَيَمْكُثُ خَمْسًا وَعَرْبَعِينَ سَنَةً He will stay in this world for approximately 45 years ثُمَّ يَمُوتْ Then mouth will come to him فَيُدْفَنُوا مَعِيَ فِي قَبْرِ فَيُدْفَنُوا مَعِيَ فِي قَبْرِ These are clear words of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying and he will be buried very very close to me Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying Ma'iyya with me in my roza where I am resting so there is no proof for those people who reject Ma'azallah the coming of Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wa salam we even get those people who talk on the subject of Khatm Nabuwat Astaghfirullah alazim that this ayat karima ma kana muhammadun aba ahadim min rijalikum walakin rasulullah wa khatamun nabiyyin and they say that this word is ambiguous astaghfirullah alazim the word khatam has got a lot of meanings this is shaitan and this in some cases enough for any mufti to declare that person a kafir if he is saying that without a valid reason that is why Hazrat Jabir bin Abdullah radiyallahu ta'ala and says Man ankara khuruj al-mahdi faqad kafar Anyone who rejects and denies the coming of Imam al-Mahdi faqad kafara He has done kufr He has done kufr, kufr is ego He has done kufr And this is the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam A lot of people reject the coming of Imam al-Mahdi Waman ankara nuzula Isa ibn Maryam faqad kafar and anyone who rejects or denies the coming of Isa alayhi salatu wasalam, he is also a, a kafir in that category of kufr. Woman ankara khurujat dajjal, fakat kafir. And anyone who rejects and denies the coming of dajjal himself, the great magician, even he has done kufr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq that uh, our iman becomes strong and we believe at face value every and each word of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen yaha ik or hadith bihe inna Isa lam yamut wa innahu raji'un ilaykum qabla yawm al-qiyamah Isa alayhi salatu wa salam death has not come to him and verily he shall come to you 
as in come to the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qabla yawm al-qiyamah before the day of qiyamah that is our aqeedah of the ahl sunnah wal jamaat durushit allah Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana muhammadin nabiyyil umi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima ala ilaha ila anta subhanaka inna kunna minna zalimin Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka abduka muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min shari ma sa'adaka minhu nabiyyuka abduka muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa anta al-musta'anu alayka al-balaq wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billah sami'ina wa ta'ana gufranak rabbana wa ilayka al-masir bi rahmatika ya rahmat